you'll you'll see these gotcha videos, right? Right. Where you get on a, a guy wing to meet a kid, yeah. and that's proof that anything done online will escalate to this. Hey friends, welcome to the Victor Marks Podcast with Victor Marks, founder of All Things Possible Ministries. Welcome to the show where we bring you real conversations faced with life's hard truths, stories of redemption, and the latest from the front lines. Whether you're on the road, getting your day started, or finally settling in, we've got an exciting new episode planned for you. So let's dive in to today's show. Victor, thanks, brother. Thanks for joining us today. It's great to be here, man. Yeah. Um, I've watched you from afar for a while because I joined Godspeak Calvary Chapel with yep. Pastor Rob McCoy at the um, about the about the end of 2020. Okay. And then we moved our family up there, actually, from San Clemente in oh. South Orange County. And we moved up there because Rob said, come move up here. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, run a pro-life ministry. I'll give you my studio. I'll get you into pulpits all around America. And I'm like... Who are you? Yeah. Like that's how that first that's night Rob I met McCoy. Rob. That's what he told me. So we did. We left wow. a little uh, crappy apartment two blocks from the beach in San Clemente to join it. Godspeak to be part of people that we felt were actually our people wow, uh, in such that. a con- out of control culture. And the church we left that we were at in San Clemente is has just become, I mean, just silent, cowardly, just yeah. everything you could guess. And so. There we are, God speak, and then I start speaking th- so much more than I ever had been, thanks to Charlie and and Rob and Jack Hibbs, and then uh, and then they brought you out, and I was out of town. I was like, oh, you got to give me a heads up, Rob, you know. So and then uh, and then our past crossed it's a Freedom Revival event, actually San Diego a year ago or whatever yes. that they did at the at the park there by the water. And, oh yeah. Um, so, anyways, just watched you from afar for a couple of years, and our paths have crossed, and just so grateful. Um, you know, Charlie speaks so highly of you. And, um, you know, you're the kind of man that many men aspire to be and seeing the success and fruit of your ministry against evils that most men don't even know exist, or they do know it exists because they participate in those evils. And so to see you, Victor, and and your wife and your family and, and how God's used you from your, your story, it's just, it's just so inspirational. and, And I'm just honored to be, um, one of the speakers with you this weekend at Turning Point Faith Pastor Summit. But um, this is a pro-life podcast. It's expanded, and my influence has expanded, and it's a total God thing. But for people who listen to my show who have not heard of Victor Marx before, I don't know how they wouldn't. But, um, you know, we don't have five hours. It's not the Joe Rogan show. But, like, (laughs) you know, uh, you lead this all-things-possible ministry, fight sex trafficking, heal, rescue, redeem, work with people. But, like, Why? Why did yeah. that start? Why, why would you care about that? Why would your heart beat for those people? Great question. And before I answer it, I want to say, you know, you are like, or have been a quiet professional uh, in fighting one of the worst evils, period. Because as much as we help children, a lot of people don't understand. And we started out, and we always say the most vulnerable are the unborn. Yeah. And, and um, but you let me just say this it's clear god's hand is upon you i wouldn't be sitting here we're limited on our time and who who we spend it with it's always been very clear that god's hand is upon you you're the mouthpiece for this generation you have a courage and a boldness um like you know it's it's a lion and that attracts me to 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 want to help encourage 
I repost your stuff, and I hope that people listening, and even a lot of people in my, you know, constituents will get to know you, because you, you are the guy in this realm, and thanks for what you do. Thanks, Victor. Thanks, brother. Yeah. So, it's a great question. Um, you know, like you said, I, I have a martial arts background, and I hold the world record for the fastest gun to sound. That's what most people would know me for. <laughs> you know, I call it my monkey and symbols routine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've been doing it forever. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but it's a good hook, and people like it. But I always tell people, you know, people admire you for your success, but they'll relate to you because of your pain. And I said, the reason why I can disarm a person in eight-tenths of a second as a pistol in my head, because when I was uh, a seven-year-old, my stepfather, who was a pedophile, sat me in a chair and put a pistol to my head. And the hammer was back, and his finger was on the trigger. And he said, um, to reinforce his evil, he said, boy, if you ever tell anybody what I've done to you, I'll, I'll blow your brains out. And I'll just tell the police you found my pistol. I was playing with it and shot yourself accidentally. Wow. Yeah. So Seven years old. Seven. And uh, as a kid, I suffered abuse. He was a stepfather, and that's how a lot of kids get compromised. Right. By lonely mothers letting men into their home. And I would say this, because we can talk about trafficking, and we will. We, but in the U.S., by far, the largest abuse of children happens by family or friends. Um, yeah. And that's that's the one thing, uh, certainly not the church, but most Americans aren't willing to start having a conversation about. Mm. It's even with the, sex of, the success of freedom, sound of freedom, yeah. it's still over there. Right. And we do, we do work all over the world. And for 20 years, God has blessed us. As a matter of fact, with Tim, Ballard, yeah, you know, me and him were visiting recently, and he actually posted one of our latest rescues on his social media, which was hilarious. Wow. And then he asked me, he goes, "Would you and your wife mentor my wife and I?" And because we had a time of prayer, really deep, wow. effective prayer. So uh, I'll tell folks, I got involved in this because I've never forgot what I went through. Yeah, and I don't. Uh, God's kept me from forgetting what kids currently go through. Yeah. You mentioned Sound of Freedom. Mm -hmm. um, why, Victor, do you think it is that uh, the entire mainstream activist media and the Hollywood elites seemed to, as if almost on command, Yeah, as if there was like a puppeteer or a commander relaying orders, so, somehow so coordinated in their smearing of the film yeah. as a, what would they call it? A conspiracy theorist film? Yeah. Uh, Alt-right, all these terms. Yeah. Because I, I thought they, they told us, Victor, to believe all women. Mm -hmm. Remember? Mm -hmm. They said silence is violence. That's what they said. Um, and, uh, and they like to quote Bible verses, right? While they yeah. go through five spouses and murder children, yeah. they love to quote Bible verses to us about speaking up for the least of these. Yeah. Uh, Tell us, Victor, your thoughts on why the entire media would mobilize and smear a film about rescuing the victims of sex trafficking. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I have a couple. <laughs> uh, you know, it's the same reason why we haven't found or been told of one person 
um, regarding Epstein's Island. Right. One abuser, uh, although we have all the information, it's people need to understand that a large majority of our population, large, it's not small anymore. This will be the hardest thing I say today, and this will be the hardest thing for people to wrap their mind around. A large portion of people today are struggling with child porn. And I mean, last year, 33 million downloads or transfers of that's, child That's America. Abuse. Those are American, American numbers. Stats, yeah. 33, 33 million. million. And, and that's children being raped and abused. And that's, and then you, now the AI is adding. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it's, it's going to be endless. But yet, folks don't know. Out of all these millions, it was just a little around three hundred prosecutions happened last year. Oh my god! Thirty-three million. So I don't even know what the ratio is on that. Yeah, it's. I mean, fifth grade was the best six years of my life, but it's small, <laughs> tiny, and it's because it's so many people are touched by this evil. Therefore, no one wants to deal with it. Very few people do. There's a few purists out there. Because, you know, porn used to be an issue. It's not anymore. I mean, you've got mainstream conservatives saying, oh, yeah. it's okay yeah. for, you know, marriage people to use porn to keep them from committing adultery. Wow. And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> and then when they move to, it's okay for men to masturbate to child porn as long as it's animated that's right. that's when that I, was... I, I had to draw the line yeah and i'm glad that individual recanted yeah but the damage is done yeah and it's cold is still out there so it's it, you know what's an alarming deal is the fastest growing users of child porn and i i'll just say cp for the average folks but it's really csam child sexual abuse material Okay. Say, it, say that again for people really Child quick. sexual abuse material. CSAM. Okay. CSAM. That's, that's the term used for legal and otherwise. But the fastest growing number of people are young men in their 20s. Their 20s. It's not the old, you know, monster of old. And it's because of porn. These young men in their 20s, they've been looking at porn. Since they were 8, yeah, 10. Since 8, 9, 10. They're desensitized. And then when you have someone make a comment like that, there's no victims in animated child. Now you're giving a license. And I'm telling you, it it hit hard. Uh, I don't give them a pass and uh, for the fellow that said it. And I wasn't convinced of his damage control. But this is the lane I run in. Right. So like I told Charlie Kurt yesterday, it's like, hey, you know, man, it's in every facet. Republicans, Democrat, Christian, Muslim, uh, wealthy, poor. This is it's like I mean, alcohol. It's like alcohol. It, alcoholism. It, people are affected by it. So this is something that we need to really be aware of. Because everything going on with the LGBTQ, the trans, all that's preparatory for the tsunami that's coming. 
which is the legalization of pedophilia. We want to thank our sponsor of Unaborted here. That is Every Life Diapers. This is America's pro-life diaper company. Did you guys know, I, I've, I've been telling you this, but like you gotta, you gotta tell all your friends about this. This is crazy. Every major diaper company in America, all eight of them, either financially support or rhetorically support the abortion industry. Some of them were putting out ads when Roe v. Wade got overturned, offering to pay for their employees to like fly to states where abortion was more accessible to kill their children. That's a weird la-la land stuff right there. Pro-life diaper company, Every Life. The only pro-life diaper company in America. And guess what? They give a portion of their profits back to pro-life ministries like ours at the White Rose Resistance and pregnancy resource centers all around America. Listen, you can't defeat a culture of death by funding a culture of death. If you want to build a culture of life, you've got to fund that culture of life and be a steward of the of the funds God's given you. So you use code SETH10, that's SETH10, 10, you get 10% off your first order. Let them know that we sent you uh, and you're supporting our ministry and you're funding a culture of life. Promo code Seth10, everylife.com, everylife.com, every life. The only pro-life diaper company in America. I want you to unpack that phrase because I know what you're saying. But for yep. someone who didn't know what you meant by that, you said all the stuff, all the LGBTQ stuff, it's all yep. preparatory. Yep. For Talk to, to tell us what you meant by that. Well, I, I, I think it's a desensitization uh, or desensitizing people when you know i mean kids young women you know that they, they're not they're not just cutting anymore they're cutting things off yeah and it shows Whoa. how effective the messaging is Whoa. um and i don't think people understand the end game uh evil always is happy with a long play hmm. and the long play is to legalize the sexual abuse of children and um, a lot of people don't understand that's what's coming that's what's being prepped for the united states so i think um i think like your lay your lay christian yeah victor who's like you know maybe the husband he looks at porn once a month right feels bad about it he tells his brothers yeah we call them the strugglers yeah exactly and, and then you got a lot and then you know you got your lay christian women who you know don't really struggle with it we know that many women do i'm yeah. not discounting that but i'm saying you're you're run-of-the-mill lay christian um i don't th i think it's hard for that kind of individual victor to actually get their mind around yeah accepting yeah that this is real that it's happening in America. We don't get good co good coverage of it. It's hard to find the facts of what's really happening on the ground. Right. Um, and I think I think it's actually hard for the Christian to actually put themselves in the mind of someone like that. Right. A and that there's so many of them out there. So many. Well, I'll take it a step further. With artificial intelligence and the apps that are now downloaded. Well, for those of you listening and watching, people tend to be aware of the strike in Hollywood. Writers, screen actors, killed. Right. The reason being because the main issue is the AI use of r recognizable actors and right where they can buy their image, make a movie without the person ever going on set. Whoa, that's what's happening. That's where technology is going. So uh, they're Wild. pushing. They're pushing back because it literally can ruin them. Right. So. Well, with that same technology, there are apps that can be downloaded. Now, I'm going to say this is going to fit a lot of people in different degrees, but your 
face, uh, your your wife's face and great pictures you post online can be snatched, ripped easily, transferred into an AI app for sex porn, and a movie can be made with your wife and the the predator who wants to be in the movie with her. That's oh happening right now. But what people don't understand, the same thing can happen right now with children. So we tell parents, don't post pictures of your kids. Like We can't do that anymore. They can steal an image, insert it into an app, make their own porn film with your child and then raping your child. So there's levels of evil that are happening and well now Victor but yeah. you know uh there there's no victims there. Yeah. What do you say to people who who foolishly believe that um since since the individual wasn't actually involved yeah. physically in the productions of this stuff isn't this what our founders meant by the blessings of liberty? Yeah. Victor. They're idiots. <laughs> because evil never stays. It only grows. That's right. And I, I guarantee you it's it's happening right now in the dark web. And that's why we hunt pedophiles. And the problem is so bad. Let me tell you how bad the problem is here in America that I've had detectives we work out. Uh, I've worked with Homeland Security. I've worked with different agencies, our teams. We actually have a task force, and I'll tell you more about that. But they're literally saying we can't arrest our way or incarcerate our way out of this problem. It's really? too big. It's too fast. We can't arrest our way out of no. this. No. And assuming that we were even prosecuting to the level we should be. Right. Right. And uh, with wow. bought DAs, this is what we're here in California right now. One of the top district attorneys, chief detective with over 200 detectives under him said, Victor, we, you must pray for these people struggling with child porn that they can get delivered from evil that's the only hope on a large it's just like trying to read someone's heart wow. who wants to kill a baby and it's like hey you know it's easier to change a heart than to reverse a course you know christ is the best behavior modification but the problem is it's not it it's not it's not just the wicked You'll, you'll see these gotcha videos, right? Right. Where you get a, a guy waiting to meet a kid. Yeah. And that's proof that anything done online will escalate to this. And you get the, the old lurch to the, you know, messed up guy, to a teacher, to um, right. a Border Patrol agent. You know, it's, it's, it's systemic throughout our wow. culture. So I would say this to parents. Man, don't post pictures of your kids anymore. You just, you just can't. Lock down all your social media and tell people don't ever share photos. And the other thing is I would not ever let my children stay overnight anywhere. Yep. And, I don't, and you go, well, this is a good Christian family. Doesn't matter. That's right. I, I can list you 100 great Christian families who made impact for God's kingdom positively that a babysitter, a relative visiting, a kid's, a sibling's friend came over or a kid that just struggled. So it's, we're in a different time. 
And it's the devil always hates children, just yeah. like war or anything else. Uh, the evils of adults, children always pay the worst price. Yeah, isn't that true? Well, uh, a friend of mine said that uh, children are always the victims of adult desires. Completely. Uh, it's, you know, we got, I, I think my wife and I and a organization got best known for recovering or rescuing women and children from ISIS uh, when ISIS invaded Iraq. And, and I think that's where people, that was a dividing factor because it was well before COVID. It was like 2014, 2015. We started doing high-risk work. But you know what's interesting is as we actually got a house in Iraq, a safe house, we developed teams. We started doing trauma relief. We're trying to help kids and women that have been affected by ISIS. And then we got involved into, as opportunities would come up, you know, it's like, hey, we're going to, this kid is over there. Mm. Or these women and children are captured. Um, and we don't, we don't really give our, you know, how we do things. Uh, because we still do things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but we end up ha helping, at least with trauma relief and other things, like 45,000 kids wow. in the region. And that's wow. including my wife and I leading a team into Syria that's into incredible. an ISIS confinement camp. Wow. Yeah, so it's so all that to say, wow. you would think Christian high-risk missionary work like that would have been embraced by the church. Mm. When we would come back and we're taking breaks, all those churches I used to speak at that loved me, uh, men's groups, churches, marriage conferences, you know. Whoa. Guess what? They really? started stiff-arming. Really? Oh, uh, I remember one of them, Christian leaders, like, hey, man, you know, we, you were carrying an AK. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And I thought you'd be a missionary. Talk about missing the forest. Oh my the goodness! Trees. I'm like, you didn't see the grenade latched under my belt, oh. and I said, "Hey, Super Saint, here's the deal." <laughs> you know, he goes, "I thought you, you know, you're supposed to represent Christ as a missionary." I go, "Well, I'm not were a good you, one." Were you talking to Andy Stanley? Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's those type of mentalities. It's the same thing with the rescue movement. Yeah, Victor. totally. The 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 pro lifers who were willing to actually do something, do civil disobedience, yeah. and like lo lo link arms and block access to abortion centers, and babies were saved. Most churches were like, oh, whoa, 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 civil disobedience to save babies. Oh, <laughs> can't have anything to do with that. Right. That's why I tell people like, well, what what would you do? Yeah. What are you willing to do? And they're like, well, you know, not I don't. Christ didn't teach violence. You know, he he said something about a, a millstone being tied around a guy's neck. Well, you're not exegeting that right. <laughs> I said, okay. Well, I think he didn't he make a whip one time and beat the fire out of people. Oh, what about innocence of fire where they're dropping dead? Is this the same God of the Old Testament and the New? So I said, yeah, there's definitely times. And I always go, if you saw a child being raped, yep. what would you do to stop it? Yeah. Oh, I'd pull the guy off, but you couldn't. You're stronger. Yeah. If you just had a rock, would you smash him in the head? Right. I don't know. I said, you probably would because it would freak you out so yeah. bad. I just think Christians need to understand that faith and action sometimes goes beyond the, the normal, passive, Western church mindset. Mm. And why do you think nobody picks on Islam? 
Mm. Their faith is a little bit more action-oriented. And guess what? Really solid, moderate Muslims love us because we're over there helping save their kids. Wow. These aren't just, and they call me a man of the book. <laughs> so they're like, you really believe what you, I remember one time I got in an, it was not intentional, but you know, we had to defend ourselves. So rounds were flying and all that type of stuff. And you know, we're leaning up against the wall. I'm like, it is this Iraqi soldier looks at me and goes, what are you doing here? He's like, I, I go, well, God loves me, and he's giving me a love for y'all, so I'm here to fight the same evil, you know, and he, he got emotional. Wow. And I held dead and dying people that day that were innocent. Wow. And I saw a lot of not innocent people die that day that should have. So, I don't know. I, I think so much of the time, Seth, Christians hide behind the gospel instead of use that as a shield to advance what's right. Whoa. Metaxas just said something like that to me the other day on the podcast. He said, even the gospel can become an idol, like any good Com- thing. Completely. If, if, because if, if now speaking truth or, or defending truth too boldly might compromise your evangelism, so you stay silent when God would have you speak, then whatever you call the gospel pastor yeah. has actually become an idol. Well, I, I've, I've gotten hit with that too, especially overseas Christians here. I read they would say, well, how many converts do you have? You're out there, you're doing all that, and you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, how many Muslims are you preaching to? How many are, are you preaching the gospel? You know, I get that. And I'm like, well, I, I've been reduced to living it, you know? Mm-hmm. So... I, uh, I've, I've joked in bitterness and jest before yeah. <laughs> Victor, that, uh, yeah. some of these pastors would have told the good Samaritan to, uh, lean down to the man in the ditch and say, repent for the kingdom of God is at uh, hand. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like, truth. dude, the guy's bleeding out. <laughs> it's the truth. Well, even like today, I just told you about here we are in San Diego at the pastor's conference and I'm visiting my grandkids and at a little park, I walk in. And there's a guy that's completely shattered, broken, 40-year-old. I think he's schizophrenia, and he's wearing a he's wearing a little mini skirt, and his buns are showing. I'm in a bathroom, and he's trying to wash him, his hands. You know, he's struggling, and I'm just like, oh. And I felt like the Lord was like, help him. I go, but I don't want to, Lord, to help him. So he did, you know. It just started by conversation. Man, when when did things go sideways for you? What happened? And you know, he he's definitely struggling mentally. He, he oppression demonically, but we were able to take steps to help him just get through this day and yeah. probably tomorrow. But I, I I think some of the best pastors are not the ones with all the head knowledge, but are the ones that like you know. We're just trying to figure this out too, and, yeah. and obey God. And if suffering and sacrifice isn't in your Christian walk, something's missing. Yeah. If it's just success and numbers, wow. It's like, really? Yeah. I don't know how that's all biblical. Why are so many of these um, uh, sex abuses 
and pedophilia sometimes in in family mm-hmm. so incest and and the this the just this growing out of control what did your friend say we can't arrest our way out of it yeah no way like trafficking ring yeah in america why has this not been prosecuted better why why has there been such um neutral ground given yeah. to so much evil that we sometimes get reports of sometimes we know about like how how has this behemoth gotten so out of control well, i'll answer in two parts first i firmly believe it's it's because of christians I believe the Christian church compromised so greatly, probably really starting in the 80s, where just morality started dropping and churches stopped preaching against sin. Like, what's right and wrong? And, I mean, when was the last time a pastor stood up and said, hey, if you attend this church and you're living with someone and you name the name of Christ, that's actually wrong. You, you can't. That's called fornication or adultery. I'm anything but a legalist. Trust you me, right? Uh, and But Christians lost their light. The salt was no good. And the church got poisoned. Why in the world do you even have to have a calling where you're trying to get Christians to stand up for babies? Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's like uh, yeah, we say it at the White Rose. Ugh. We're trying to put ourselves out of a job. Oh my gosh! Like right? If, if the answer's always been the local church, yes. So I think that's where things ramped up and just compromise. Um, and then on the prosecution side or the legal side, the problem is so vast. What people don't understand is um, the average police department doesn't lack leads for child porn. Uh, I mean, target packages of, hey, here's an IP address. This person in your town, you you have 30 people looking at child porn in your little town or a thousand. You can give that to a police department. They're underfunded. They're undertrained. And when they start looking at that, they're like, okay, that or... We have cars being stolen, people being robbed. This person got murdered, fentanyl. Trust me, so they, they just... move toward, yeah, it's not a party. Wow. Now, if they think one of those or a couple of those is, you know, a kid being filmed in that house, then they'll hit it. But this is where we feel like our organization is now stepping up in a different realm, different way because we've been very effective in different parts of the world. And... You know, but I've seen how the U.S. is just going down the drain. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. So we said, you know what? I put together a think tank, some of the best minds of counter-sex trafficking, child benefit, everything. Brought them together recently. And I said, all right, how can we move the needle? Right, right. And this is what we've done. Wow. We've started a task force. Tell us about that. Privately funded with the best teams. Wow of detectives, investigators, analysts, technologists, and relationships with DAs mm, yeah. that we know we're going to get problems. And then now these become like superhero hunt teams for pedophilia. 
and bad people. So, and and with this, we're going to cover the full spectrum of, hey, we've got 10 guys in Riverside County or San Diego. We know they're producing child porn. Jeez. So they're kids, and we're, we're going to put together a package that's, before we hit it, everything is ready to be prosecuted, and then boom, we hit them. And that person will go to prison. That person won't get out of it, right? And the police, they can't do it all. So now we're coming alongside, but we represent the church. We represent Christian people, and then also people of like values that go, we gotta protect children. Yeah. And, um, and all we need is just people continue to support us to do the work. Yeah, yeah, because that's some, that's some next level, big funded kind of stuff. It that's is. no joke. And if yeah. you want it's millions. bad, it's millions. Yeah. And if you want bad people to get caught and put in prison, we're the ones doing the job. Wow. Pedophile hunter. Mm-hmm. Do you see Texas and uh, Utah? They, they said, hey, here's a legislative idea. Let's just put a age verification window box that pops up when you when right. kids try to access porn. A kid could literally just lie. Right, yeah. Victor? There's no way. I'm, am I right? The computer's not screening their face, verifying their age. That you yeah. just put in the date you were born. That's it. Yeah. The left lost their freaking minds. Yeah. And a judge in Texas, am I right here? Just said that's unconstitutional. Yeah. To require an age verification for children trying to access porn on the internet. So why? But you can't get Advil at your local junior high school without parental consent exactly. or go on a field trip. So I need to bring a little bit of order into the chaos of this because you'll bang your head against the wall, right? Or like my case, want to bang Please. somebody's head against the wall. Yeah. And Amen. it's sometimes. Amen. It's called the laying. That was a very Christian. Ministry. That was a very Christian yeah. of you, yeah. Victor. Well, we lay hands, and <laughs> but I would say this: there are a lot of judges that people have film on and video on no. and images on. You're you're serious? A thousand percent. Oh my gosh. It's that, thousand, it's that much of a problem, huh? It's that much of a problem. Politicians, when you go, why don't we just shut the borders? There's leverage. I mean, we're talking real world stuff. And, you know, well, because the, the pedophiles and the traffickers love our open border policy. Completely. <laughs> completely. It's, um, you know, selling children as a reusable commodity versus drugs. Drugs is a one-time deal. So we have two things hitting us. We have, I believe, through our analysts and intel teams, we believe, we believe, through, we call it thick data, not thin. We're on the ground. I mean, I've caught guys bringing children in oh, at the border. You've done those things. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I, I sit there and go, everybody goes, you know, man, if the bad guys could all be killed. And I was like, yeah, we, we can't kill our way out of this. People in positions of leadership or power authority, bad guys want them to stay in those positions. Yeah. That's why. I mean, uh, trust me, with technology – there are there are things that are done that you can put together a very good blackmail package. So I talk about this a little bit, but not enough. Um, I'll, I'm going to make a statement, and then I just want you to react to it. Um, the sex trafficking industry loves the abortion industry. 
I'll respond because I know the truth. It matters. Um, because unless they're going to sell a baby or use their organs, they need abortions to be part of their industry um, because a child gets in the way unless they're going to take it to that next step of evil. Yeah. And if people don't understand our insight, my wife and I have gone to the porn convention and even set up a booth you have right in the middle of everybody. And these porn actors and people in the industry would come by and go, what is this? We'd have a dog. We'd have film rolling of our rescues, our work. Wow. With, and, and my testimony book or whatever. And they go, what? Who are y'all? What are you doing? We just say, well, we're trauma specialists. And we're to help anybody here at the convention struggle with trauma. And they'd be like, that's what? <laughs> and we would just simply say, are you telling me no one in this industry has emotional problems? <laughs> and they're like, okay, that's a given. And wow. and do you know, uh, my wife corrected me, but it's like a thousand copies of my testimony book were taken on that particular event that year. And wow. we had one of the longest standing, well-known videographers and photo uh, photographers in that industry send us an email and say, I read your book. I was deeply impacted by y'all's presence there. And he goes, I was raised in the church as a kid by my grandmother. He goes, after coming back, he goes, I repented, and I'm out. Wow. And and uh, no so, yeah, you know, it's like, to me, there's always only a few really super evil people. Huh. There's wicked people, it's varying degrees. And then you just got pawns. You just got people that they're just uh, 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 on the enemies. Going got, along. Yeah, just yeah. going along. It's like ISIS. I mean, there are decisions I made regarding ISIS fighters that, you know, change their address forever. And uh, others that it's like they're worth saving and working with. They're, they have no clue. They're just, you know, oh. they've just been taken captive and they're doing this. So it's the same way with any industry, but the, the wicked wow. people, the really wicked people, um, they're controlled by the demonic for sure. Well, we we don't live in the American church, Victor, like we believe that there is a spiritual battle raging that's invisible around us and that there are still demonic forces, that there's like there is a there's a celestial ancient battle going on. And I always say the culture war was a proxy war for the deeper spiritual war. But like that, like all human conflict is ultimately theological. Um, we don't live like we believe that. Why do you believe that? Why do I believe that? Yeah. You're the smart, heady guy. That's the, I mean, you're. that's not the normal talk. Because killing babies uh, goes back to the first generations immediately following Adam and Eve. Um, and this has been, we, we are living in, uh, evil has never been more normalized or, or painted, veneered over, I'm convinced, than in, in the 21st century. Brother. I love you, man. <laughs> uh, it's, I'm, I'm just telling you, the thing we do, and it has been quietly, but man, we've been super effective, is we pray for people hmm. that have what we call demonic assignments. We prayed for thousands. It's the biggest and the best thing that we do wow. because we've learned to identify demonic forces that are studying and stalking a human, Christian or non-Christian. I'm not talking about possession. 
And literally, we can tell folks, by and large, um, when demons came, what their goal is, what's the main lies they told them. This is how, this is the lens that we look through to help make sense out of everything. Well, it doesn't make sense without it. Well, no, there's no way. So we have an eight-part series coming out, and I'll tell you what it is right now, you know, and I think we're going to do a uh, theater release. But it's it's where Nefarious ends. Oh. We we pick up and go, now, do you want to know how to engage the demonic? Oh, wow. This is how you do it. Biblically, with authority, and you can... You can destroy strongholds. So literally, uh, wow. uh, many people we know and you've mentioned, even as I've prayed for them. Yeah. One-on-one Yeah, to see them Well, when I Well, when I met a... with Charlie last year. Oh, there you go. You remember you and your wife came through Turning Point Headquarters? Yes. And I just met with Charlie about yes. White Rose. And, and then uh, Charlie said, wait one second. Stay right there, Seth. I'll be right back. I have to meet with Victor and his wife. They're going to pray for me really quick. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) It's just, and you know, when we're done, I'll pray for you uh, today. It it just, it helps people. Look, it's it's like when we were dealing with ISIS. When when you have our intel people would be following and tracking us, Hmm. uh, it's just good to address them, destroy it, so you can move freely. Yeah. But we really hope that this series coming out, which will be there's a little workbook, and we're going to be training people. This is what the church needs for revival in America. Because right. we can just, it, there's so many horrible, but it's like, and we can only pound people so much. Yeah, Get a backbone, do you not see, you present facts. But if their mind is clouded with the demonic, mm. if they're believing lies so deeply that it's their truth, they can't get free yeah. unless you know, God yeah. touched them through the power of his spirit. Yeah. Amen. Well, Hey, we'll, we'll, uh, start winding down here. Um, uh, I have a theory. Um, and so I, I'm curious if you think I'm right or not, because you've been fighting this stuff way longer than me. Uh, what does that mean? Way longer than the, the I, old lion. That's the old lion. <laughs> What yeah. I meant was I, I hope that I look as much of a sage and as chiseled and handsome Thank you, my man. when I'm 41 there you go. as you are now at 41. Um, but my theory, Victor, is that uh, much of the evil that we're discussing now, yeah. I mean, men in women's bathrooms, oh, yeah. chopping off the penises of 10-year-olds, yep. carving the breasts off of 13-year-olds, um, pedophilia, sex trafficking, child porn, the list goes on and on. I'm, I'm convinced that, that most of this evil that we've tolerated and that we now don't know what to do with yes. can be traced back to our initial tolerance of child killing in 1973. If killing children is health care, then selling them is capitalism. Hmm. And I the mean, longer that we tolerated... The did you know, brother, in um, nineteen seventy one, so two years before Roe v. Wade, okay, uh, the annual total, the median average, and I've looked at the data on this, the median average of abortions in all fifty states. Wait, did did we have fifty states in in seventy two, or was one added after that? Can't remember. Um, the median average in the in the in the country was uh, about ninety thousand abortions, ish. Wow. Okay, about ninety thousand abortions, median, so it could have been a little more. Um, 
Do you know what the totals jumped to two years after Roe? So 1975? No. 1.6 million. In one year. We, we murdered 1.6 million children, Victor, in about 1974, 1975. That would continue for another few years. It started tapering down to, oh, just 1.3, 1.2. Uh, we can't even track abortions due to the abortion pill, the medication abortion. Mm. Women are flushing their children down toilets. And mm. the Planned Parenthood tells them, go home, flush, and don't look. We have no way to even track this. And thanks to Bill Clinton, he didn't when he was president, he didn't require states to report their abortion data. So we, we've literally been flushing our children down toilets. We, we, we are, we're burning their bodies outside of D.C. to fund the electricity bill of the city. Um, this has been happening for over 50 years in America. And we, the church was quiet then. They were silent then when it was happening. Mm-hmm. And then we wonder why we sell children. Mm-hmm. If killing children is healthcare, then selling them is capitalism. Mm. I don't know. That's my theory. I've never heard it put like that. I mean, that's so profound, but it makes sense. And I know this. I don't want to be reductionistic, and maybe no, that's too simplistic. I, I, but no, I, I don't think it is, Seth. I, and and I'll say this: people wonder why so many angry women and Karens are out there. You know, we talk about. When you kill your own child, you know it. Your soul knows it. Yeah. Your body knows it. And say what you want. Yeah. It it, it wounds you. And Car- I thank God for it. His, yeah. his 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 power and love. But it's been acceptable in the church. Yeah. So I've seen firsthand, and I, you know, I've killed, and uh, and I, I just know this: if people had to look. At their own child mm. after they've been murdered this would all change yeah if they had to hold them if they had to hold them here's your health care yeah here's your choice and and uh i but, used to say victor that i wonder if i could get the bodies of the mutilated children in the city where that pastor won't preach to be dumped on the doorstep that he has to walk through in bare feet in order to get to his desk to prep his sermon saturday night if he would live and preach a little differently. But it's easy when the medical waste management driver comes up, right, and takes them in buckets from the abortion industry and then go burns them. Well, and, and again, keep it all quiet. Don't yeah. talk about it. Don't show pictures. Um, and I, I, I'm i concerned about America. Like as a nation, I'm a patriot, I'm a veteran, and I'm not convinced we're in a place that to be able to defend ourselves against an attack inside our borders. Yeah. And I think it's been intentional because our everything's out of whack. And I travel all over the world and I'm like Yeah. I'm saying, you know, men are emasculated here, young men. Um lack of conviction. That's what Reagan once said, he said, and someday when the time comes to deliver the ultimatum our surrender will be voluntary. And guess who was my commander-in-chief when I served in the Marines? No President way. Reagan. Really? Now we know how old this line is. <laughs> yeah. So we we had better do a very strong course correction, and it always starts morally. Yeah. Without, yeah. without God uh, and a fear of reverence of God or his basic commands of what's right and wrong. Right. Without that, live however the hell you want. <laughs> And yeah. people do, yeah. and you see it happening. So, man, thanks for being you. I, I'll help you 
any way I can, always. And, uh, I mean, you have my number. You text me. I don't care where you are (laughs) or what's going on. We'll get you. We'll provide for you. We'll protect you. Thanks, brother. Mm. Thanks for coming on today, man. Glad for you to share tomorrow to the pastors and uh, get some more folks wakened up to these evils. Uh, It's like Bill Federer says, right? Every uh, king has a counselor. But who's the king in America? We the people. So if every king has a counselor and the king is we the people in America, who's the counselor to the king in America? It was supposed to be the pulpits. Wow. And look, from living overseas and among Muslims, the powers in the preaching. Mm. Yeah. The, the, the most respected and listened to people over there, the imams and the clerics. Wow. By far. Yeah. So pastors got to wake up. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about tomorrow. I, I'm thankful for Charlie, Curtin, Turning Point. Uh, TBSU's yeah. faith. Uh, and, and, you know, I want to encourage the pastors and best way I can and kick in the butt yeah, the amen. ones that need it. <laughs> Call out the others that are in the That's way. Right. Let's do it. Thanks, Victor. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks, brother. Well, thank you guys for uh, joining the show today. A little bit of a different episode. Um, um, maybe even darker than you're used to. And that's saying something when uh, we talk about trying to stop killing babies but uh thank you guys for listening uh where can people follow all things possible ministry and go to victor marks thanks for asking victor marks with an x.com and i'm on all social medias but victormarks.com we actually have a pedophile hunter fund that people would like to see bad people be stopped and get protected i'll donate to that yeah just give a little donation we'll send you a pedophile hunter patch okay all right the one that uh actually scouts right here (laughs) yeah there you go all righty hey a gift for you this is a signature blade it's what we carry overseas oh wow it's one of my blades but i want you to have oh really oh wow brother thank you oh my goodness yeah thank you um well uh as we as we say uh victor um dangerously good thank you man be dangerously good and then you've set such an example of that for so long brother and uh boy if i could just bottle like a just like <laughs> like a half a quarter of a syringe of your moral spiritual political economic uh clarity into a in and in, inject it mm. as a as a you know jab into the arms of american pastor well i guess it wouldn't work right we've learned that those don't do yeah that they would reject so. it but i think young men i, think I was gonna say I, if i could bottle you and then and then maybe i could change the pulpits but we've learned that uh, those don't work no yeah we need to raise up other pastors that will <laughs> that's right young that's men right. that just don't care that's right and fear god more than people well landon shot just said on the podcast he said man when i stopped caring about my influence my money my yeah. access let's, let's be honest. and what people think about me just be honest. he said then then i became dangerous yeah <laughs> and you know i have a book coming out i have a book coming out the first of the year called the dangerous gentleman there you go and the only step past that is when you're not worried about dying yeah wow then you become really dangerous to yeah. the enemy amen oh, well we ju- i think we're setting up another podcast right now so we'll- <laughs> <laughs> great I look thanks Rachel. To it. thanks brother Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work we're doing around the world at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. We're always encouraged to hear from you. 
Thanks for spending your time with us. Until next time.